Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today we have a very special guest, Lori Stradman. She's the founder of Social Media Design. She's a speaker, writer, and consultant, and she's here to share her tips of being a successful entrepreneur and also to share some of her story and her journey about how she got to the point she's at now. Hi, Lori. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. I was very excited to find out about you and all that you're doing, and I know there will be several tips you can share with the listeners about what you do, and there are many entrepreneurs that listen into the show and people who are very focused on social media, which is huge right now. But before we talk about that, I would love for you to talk to the listeners about some of your story and your past that you kind of had to struggle with and get through to get to where you're at today. Well, in terms of being an entrepreneur and being a successful entrepreneur online, things I've had to overcome. I was brought up in a very traditional, um, religious, kind of an old world household. My mom's Italian, and Mm -hmm. the thoughts about women's roles were very clear. I was supposed to be decorative Mm -hmm. and a wonderful housekeeper and cook and uh, want to have lots of Catholic children and, you know, of course, marry somebody wonderful, have lots of Catholic children and Mm -hmm. make mom and dad proud. And I wanted so much more, um, but I just felt like uh, everywhere I looked, there were were doors in my face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I would compete in things or do things at school. Yeah, I'd star in a school play or win a spelling bee or something. My parents never attended any of those things because they didn't want to reinforce that. Mm. So I kind of had to learn how to be very self-reliant at an early age. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. And um, mom had been, she was very depressed for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And so early on, from, from the time I was about seven, um, I had to cook and clean and, uh, you know, do laundry and yard work and just keep things going. Mm-hmm. Dad worked a lot and it was just expected. So that's kind of, it's like in Harry Potter terms, that's kind of a house elf. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know? And then I guess you could say I'm more of a freed house elf now. There was a process that went with that. What was it that you think made you start to develop into something vastly different than your upbringing and to break through some of those doors and the barriers that were set before you? I have an insatiable curiosity Mm -hmm. and drive. Mm -hmm. And I approached it through religious activity at first. It was um, for me, for me, it was almost um, like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people, you know, and so that's what I turned to to deal with my frustrations and to answer some of the questions that I had. And uh, I got a degree in theology and I was uh, active in ministry and I traveled a good bit and spoke a good bit. And I was always uplifting and inspiring to people. I never had a, a negative, don't do this, you're a terrible mm-hmm. person, that kind of message at all, ever, because that's mm-hmm. not who I am. But um, I was on this, I guess, search, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it culminated in, um, I went to go work for a ministry that functions like a cult. Mm. And, uh, I mean, there are businesses that function like cults. It's not, everybody doesn't shave their head and sell flowers at the airport. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Exactly. Very true. <laughs> An extraordinary amount of variety there, and we all 
uh, looked and sounded and, you know, seemed normal. And usually people that are idealistic and of, of at least above average intelligence get involved with them. It's very common, but very few people talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so basically if it's a situation where you feel like you're being controlled and you're afraid to leave, mm-hmm. you you need to get help and, and leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just a, a red flag that something's not right. Right. Exactly. Through a combination of events, I ended up leaving, and it was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. It was about seven years ago. I just left it entirely and decided to reinvent who I was, kind Mm -hmm. of from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Or just rediscover what was really there, you know, and just kind of unload some thinking that doesn't get me where I want to be. Right, exactly. Because you knew at your core who you were and what you should be doing. And so that probably was, I'm sure, stirring within you and, and causing the feelings of something's not right here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always loved people. I've always, I just I genuinely enjoy people and I enjoy helping them. Mm-hmm. And that that's always been there. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a creative person. But I just decided to go back to college mm-hmm. and um, and get a degree in communication and just kind of revisit critical thinking. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And what is the thing that you think you could share with the listeners? Because I know it always sounds easy to say, okay, well, we walked away from an abusive situation or a negative situation or whatever it is, but how do you really do it? I mean, if there's one tip you could give someone out there who's struggling in their own place right now to want to make that change, that leap of faith, really, what what would you say to them? I would tell them two things. The first thing is to trust your gut instinct. Mm. Good. Don't let anybody talk you or try to reason you out of your gut instinct. And if you feel squashed, you know, if you feel uh, used, squashed, threatened, pressed upon, odds are good. It's so. (laughs) Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the best thing is just to get out, not to retaliate or anything of that nature at all, but just to exit um, as safely as possible. Yes. Mm -hmm. And one thing that made it easier for me is because the the nature of the organization I was with, you know, most of the people were uh, very uh, well-educated, well-heeled, well-met. The word cult has uh, stereotypical connotations you know we picture something really extreme or you know wild-eyed wackos or you know and it's it's not always that way at all the sort of messages that are given are very like if you leave here bad things will happen to you right you will miss god's plan for your life Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be here he's given me charge over your soul that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and it's communicated in underhanded ways Mm -hmm. so the other thing that was really really useful for me was i gave myself permission to think objectively. Mm-hmm. And I actually, online communities, you know, kind of saved my life there because I was uh, looking very closely at um, the sort of theology that I'd been a part of. And um, I actually got on to an online community of people that used to be involved in that and all these people could connect on so many levels and really understood that Mm -hmm. sort of belief system and they had left it and nothing bad happened to them Mm, powerful and 
It was because mm-hmm. other people that had sat where I sat mm-hmm. and had emerged from it said, you know what? The sky didn't fall. I'm doing great. My yes. kids are doing better. You know, it's like, all righty then. You know, it, so I would do two things is trust your gut mm-hmm. instinct and reach out privately if you need to, mm-hmm. but reach out to others mm-hmm. sharing that experience and have overcome it because it'll give you the faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To I love that you're sharing that because I think that's so critical, especially nowadays, because as you said, online, there are so many things available. There's support resources, people, and so many ways to connect. And so really people don't have to feel alone anymore. If they're alone in their circumstance of whatever, and we know there's so many things going that could be going on, there's help out there. There's other people out there who, like you said, understand, who, who get it, who've been there. Yes, and even things that used to be very, very um, Taboo. hush-hush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just name a subject. All kinds of subjects that used to be incredibly taboo. Like, for example, um, Scientology. Mm-hmm. Very, very, it's a very controlled message. But there are people that, you know, they might get on anonymously, but they'll get on online and they can share about their exit process mm-hmm. and inspire and help people and give them important things they need to know mm-hmm. and to to leave mm-hmm. and to make a new life for themselves. Absolutely. And I was I wasn't involved in that, but I mean it's an extreme example. But right. online is wonderful. Yes it is. Yes it is. Which is what we're leading up to, what you do so well. Before you talk about social media design, I know that one of the things I learned about you is that when you went back to school you were actually a single mom. And I would love for you to talk about that experience because I think that even though there are a lot of single parents out there and especially single moms who go back to school and restart a career or find a career. It's not that easy. It takes courage. It takes a lot of faith. So would you tell the listener some of your experience with that? And and how did you get that sort of courage to do that and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I can do this and I can make it. What happened is as we left the cult situation, I had been hanging on to a marriage that was dead for years. And I went back to school and I, in the process of being back in school, I looked at all these young girls, you know, I was in there with 18, 19, 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. and just full of promise, and just these cute young girls, and, you know, I'm old enough to be their mom, lots of them, mm-hmm. and the, the reality just was right in my face, would I wish what I'm doing right now on them? Mm. Mm. Do I want, would I, you know, would any of these girls stand for this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would any of these girls settle for this? No way! Mm-hmm. Would I want this for my own daughter? Would I want my daughter to settle and to be a martyr for something that's dead and to, to be in a marriage? And frankly, you know, I'll always love my ex-husband because he's the father of my children and we're, we're friends now better than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But I loved him enough to want him to find love mm-hmm. because it wasn't going to come from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's honest. <laughs> you know, it was going to be a separate bedroom thing from now to the end of time, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, I, you know, after some period of time, I had the 
just a crazy, outlandish idea that I could, in fact, fall in love with someone that could love me back mm-hmm. and that we could be good for each other. I had that wild, crazy thought. Mm-hmm. But more than that, I had the wild thought that I could be independent and really make a career for myself and provide for my kids and do the things I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love what you're saying. I mean, the, the truth is, is that not only did you have crazy thoughts that love could happen and a career could happen and you could provide for your children and yourself, but the reality is, is that you believed in you. And that's what I think yeah. a lot of people miss along this journey called life is that they don't stop and say, you know what, I have something valuable within me. I can really live out my life purpose and have my dreams come true. Yes, it helped to be around others. Again, trusting internally, but then also it helped to be around others that were doing it. All these young girls that go off to college, they're not afraid of getting jobs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not afraid of finding somebody. They're not afraid of much of anything. They're all excited and they're full of hope mm-hmm. and full of promise. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? That's the way to be. Exactly, exactly. Right. And when you have and the bumps in the road, just get back up and do it again. Because that's what's great about life is we have a choice every day to get back up and do it again. Yes. And to put aside, you know, any... Uh, feelings about yesterday that might be blocking you and just to, you know, embrace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Love it. So how was it after you finished school and things like that, life (laughs) changed, that you decided to found social media design? And and tell us what that's about based on your idea for it and then what you do there. Well, ironically, I didn't want to start my own business. I thought, you know, I'll just get a wonderful job and, you know, make a fine income and have a nice steady lifestyle and it'll all be wonderful. And I got a great job at the University of Georgia, which is the biggest local employer where I live. And it was wonderful. It lasted for four months. And then I got laid off. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because I graduated in 2008. I was a class speaker for my major, graduated with honors. I was ready to get a great job and make a lot of money. I graduated in August of 2008, and, you know, as you'll recall, the U.S. economy was not a happy place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get this job. I get laid off, and it's like, oh, boy, now what? Mm -hmm. And I had been working with graphic design programs. I'd had a passion for it. once, And so I've always been artistic and understood design uh, and loved it. So I decided to kind of go into design work. And I actually did marketing for a design firm that's just phenomenal. And I learned a lot about the design business. And I'd been on, in social media. Here's the beauty of it. I'd been in social media since I started back in college in 2005, online mm-hmm. communities before that with the ex-religious group. <laughs> and then uh, I was an administrator. And I had to be really active in social media for school because I was an editor on the school paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was sink or swim. I knew I was very comfortable on social media, and I, I kind of knew it from the inside out, from the ground up mm-hmm. as as a social thing, not as a marketing thing. Right. And um, and having had a boutique years ago, I understand marketing. 
I, I was their marketing director for this company, and and they weren't embracing it as hard and as fast as I wanted to because I could see that this is exactly where we need to go, and websites mm-hmm. should be thoroughly integrated with social media so that it's this seamless experience that shouldn't be the two separate things. They should just flow. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started social media. That's when the idea of social media design was born. And it was, um, I was trying to figure out what to name this thing. And I just came up with social media design because I kind of did a mashup of both. And then now... Um, just in the past couple months even, it's become a huge search term on Google. Mm-hmm. And my site, now wait for it, it's number one out of over 406 million. Wow. Amazing. I yes. I saw that and I was hoping you were going to mention that because <laughs> it's just... How amazing is that? The name of your own company is those are those keywords that are really generating a lot of popularity nowadays. It's unreal. I mean, it's uh, honestly, it's unreal because it was. I made no pretensions to be an SEO expert, but I did learn a few things along the way and apply them. You could have knocked me over with a feather a few weeks ago when I realized that not only. When I went to go speak at Blog World in May, I checked it. It was first out of 60 million results. So from May to July, Mm -hmm. the number of instances has climbed exponentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying because what you're saying is that you really took something that you had some different pieces of experience at and brought it together, something you enjoy doing, and that's how you created the foundation of your organization. Yes. That's great. And that, with an eye towards what do people really need, if somebody gets a website done, they're going to spend on the average between three and $5,000 for a good website, mm-hmm. you know. And is it going to work for them? Mm-hmm. Is it going to really, really, really help them and do good for them and build their business? Mm-hmm. It should, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so that was kind of, it was like, how can I give people the very most bang for their buck because, you know, money doesn't grow on trees Mm -hmm. and, you know, you spend it, you really want it to accomplish something good for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I like what you're doing because I've gone obviously to your website and looked at some of the things and, and it really is about presenting our best self. And I think still people are missing that, that the website, the Twitter account, the Facebook page, all of it, like you said, has to mesh together but at the same time, be really something that speaks clearly about you, your image, your product, your business. Your branding, it has to shine through. It's the hardest to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get somebody to help you. I do that. You can have a friend. At, you know, just It's good to get somebody, mm-hmm. a circle of trusted friends, somebody to help you figure out what the bottom line of your message is. It's just like in writing. What's your thesis statement? What's your bottom line? Right. What are you about? Exactly. What can we say in one sentence about you? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Yeah, and then you communicate it through all those mediums in a consistent way, ideally. Mm -hmm. Right. I like that. And I think that's important, as you said. Find someone, whether it's other professionals that you're connected with, friends, or someone to look at what you have going on and get their perspective. It's kind of like that old technique I used to be in counseling and 
we'd say just ask people around you what they think of you. And then you have an idea of what you're presenting. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I didn't know I was projecting that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So along your journey of starting your own business, what were some of the things that were complications or obstacles that you had to overcome? And what did you do about that? The biggest thing, probably the biggest thing, is just me being very vulnerable. Uh, <laughs> That's what we love on your Story Matters radio show. <laughs> um, keeping it real. The hardest thing is uh, I have a tendency to be an overgrown Girl Scout, mm. to be very, very nice, mm-hmm. too nice. And uh, social media is a great fit for me because it's a very soft sell and you need to be very generous. And that all works fine for me. I love that. I mm-hmm. love people. It's easy. Mm-hmm. But where it has been a challenge is um, first and foremost thinking about my blog and what I do as a business. Mm-hmm. And there's a line that has to be drawn. I can't do everything for everybody all the time. It's right. impossible. Mm-hmm. And with clients... Believe it or not, being someone who is a communications nerd, it's been very difficult for me to learn how to communicate clear expectations with my clients. I used to bend over backwards and be too easy to, too eager to please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I've actually started working with a business coach who uh, is very adept at figuring out systems. Mm-hmm. that make things work. I'm a huge fanatic for systems now because, well, it's just like doing the dishes at night. You know, I can bang out a load of dishes in five minutes without thinking twice. Mm-hmm. Why? Because mm-hmm. I've done it a million times. But besides that, <laughs> you know, there's a system. I've done it, you know, I do it the same way. Bada bing, it's done. And it's the same way with routine. If you can make a routine out of a task, it right. saves enormous mental and physical time. And so it's developing systems and getting, establishing clear communication about expectations. Like I work within these hours. Mm -hmm. If you Mm want to email me 24-7, I respond during these hours. Right, right. I think that's key Um, for you to point out because a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, have to learn to set boundaries and then to um, stand behind them and, you know, remember that we have a life, <laughs> that we may be living our passion out through our business, but we also have to have time for the other things that matter just as much, which is family and personal time and those types of things. And I love what you're saying because I think it goes hand in hand. The consumer needs to see that there has to be guidelines and, and you know, uh, boundaries, and yet the person... Mm-hmm you know, providing the service needs to see that too. So it's, it's like a double learning process. Yes. Yes, because, you know, I used to be the bend over backwards, make everybody thrilled all the time, and I can't do it. That's not a reasonable expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got and it. To be, you know, I mean, just to provide something really, really well done in a timely fashion, well, that's pretty good on its own, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think so. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be delivered at, at a price. You know, it doesn't have to be so involved. Yeah, and another thing that's been really useful that I had to um, figure out as a creative person, 
because um, I'm always and ever will be creative, and mm-hmm. that's what that's where all the energy comes from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where all the the joy and the energy that all comes out of creativity. And if I spend too much time working, things take longer, mm-hmm. and they get harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I take the time to just read things that are have nothing to do with my industry, fun energizes like nothing else. Yes, I agree. I agree. Love that you said that. So you've had some ups and downs, but you're doing great. And you're obviously have been very successful and do what you do well. Can you share with the listeners what exactly is it that they would find if they go to your website and what could you do to help them? Well, I do uh, web design. And my favorite, 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 favorite thing to do for people is to be your brand strategist. And that's that process um, that we were talking about where it's like I assess you and your business. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, a little bit like the uh, that TLC show, What Not to Wear, mm-hmm. uh, with Stacey and Clinton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that show. But I love that show. Um, but it's it's kind of doing that for your brand, it, mm-hmm. but in terms of what is your bottom line? Right. What, what do you really do? What are you best at? What can you do that's awesome that helps people? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's communicate that. Let's communicate the emotions around that. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, translate it, and here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think that's that my that's... favorite, favorite. Uh, what a lot of people need is that key piece is missing. Like they have it down as to what their purpose is and their passion and they're good at it, but it's packaging mm-hmm. it up. And especially yeah. now, you know, as you said, social media is, that's the world we live in now. I mean, it's, that's the place to be and to grow and to share and to connect. And so how you do that is really impacted by the words and the images and all that stuff put together so how would people find you if they want to learn more about you and look into some of the services that you provide? Well, you can go to social-media-design.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Social Media Design. You can find me just about anywhere online, <laughs> Lori Randall, Social Media Design. And my full name is Lori Randall Stradman. Now that I've remarried. Congratulations. Very, thank you. It's been a year and it's yummy. Oh, that's yummy, beautiful. Yummy, yummy. Another good it's part huge. to the whole story is that, see, love does happen. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like crazy good beyond my wildest dreams, frankly. Uh, another way you can find me online is just Google social media design. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Lori, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story today and for just being so vulnerable mm-hmm. and open about some of the things that you experienced because I know that there's others that will gain some wisdom and insight to what you said today and again if anyone wants to find Lori she shared her website and you can always contact us at www.yourstorymatters.net thank you 